Where the hell are we? Episode 45. Cool. Yeah. We're at the... This is it. Oh, my God. still so much insanity that happens in these four episodes yeah like they pack a chalk full chock-a-block that one too yeah they just pack so much in these last four episodes it really feels like a marathon watching them right because it's there's so many memes like there's so many things from all like that we see constantly in these memes um in like one episode even that we're coming up on here Mm mm-hmm and I was like, really? All of this was in this one episode. Mm-hmm. This filter smells weird. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just making fun of me, like, laughing. No. Um, sniffing. Yeah. I was being a highway star. Look, you know, listen to your little feet. <laughs> oh, look, they're, they're going somewhere in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Probably into a tunnel. Yeah, probably into a dark highway tunnel. Yeah. Um, so, this is episode 45 is where we get the Polnareff steer meme. Yes. Which is one of my favorites from the entirety of this, the entire series, honestly. Is that because I was the one that showed you it? I mean, that helps. <laughs> but, like, just the ridiculous... So, I feel like this this meme and then where this happening was... Because um, at this point, you still don't know what the hell is going on with, with Dio's stand. That's very true. So, it's still very overwhelming as to how the hell is he... Moving him seemingly back downstairs, and it's not until you find out what he's actually doing that it becomes apparent how ridiculous the physical what he what Dio would have to do to Polnareff's big ass <laughs> every time he moves like he goes back downstairs. Mm-hmm. Can I? Do you want me to like? Can I? Can I talk about that? Or since we're gonna be talking about the whole of this this episode, right? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So so basically, like, yeah, the world is literally stopping time, and while time is stopped for five seconds at this point, Dio is casually he's popping up from his throne. Yeah, stepping up with his brand new manicure. Yeah, it was perfectly good. Like it's amazing. I don't even know who we brought in to do it, but it looks fabulous. Moving, like, walking very casually down the stairs to where Polner is. I would say he's probably hustling a little bit. He's only got five seconds. I know, but a lot happens in those those seconds in this show. Hustling down the stairs, grabbing Polner literally picking his dumb ass up, and then just very deliberately putting him down right where he was, two steps below, and then hustling his buns back up to the top of the stairs, sitting back down in his throne, and then adjusting just right, so he's in the per- exact same pose, and then unfreezing time, and then Polnareff is th- thinks he's going insane because he's like two steps down again. It's like some it's like some hellish eternal line dance where you keep going two steps back, right? Forever. Yes. Yeah, 
So that shit just cracks me up because it's so like. Can you imagine Dio doing this shit and like how ridiculous it must look if you were there, like a fly on the wall, like a time fly? Yes. What astounds me though is in future developments, like there are other stands that can either pause or stop time, and like people figure it out slash like make comments as to like oh like something definitely happened just then right like things are different Mm -hmm. but like no one in part three fucking figures it out until yeah right and it's just like really like i don't know i'm not that surprised honestly i guess there's only a couple of them that have anything more than rocks in their heads uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm less impressed with Dio moving Polnareff down the stairs and more impressed with the fact that he got a manicure in the time that Vanilla Ice was utterly destroying his mansion. I mean, he has to look his best. He does. For a grand reveal. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think of it, I think of this as all like staging and theater, where he's literally been like, all right. That's literally it, though, because he hasn't shown his face, like all of his face, once in this part fuck off aircraft god you love hearing that um he hasn't shown his face once i'm gonna wait till this thing fucking goes away yeah it's getting picked up okay all right it's quiet enough that it's not picking it up anymore okay uh all right hold on let me get my bearings what was i talking about oh the theatricalness of it yeah so yeah, so the whole part of this, we haven't even seen Dio's face. So we literally haven't seen Dio's face in full since part one. Right. And yeah, he's just very theatrical. He's a huge drama queen. He's doing everything to be the most sinister, powerful being he can possibly be. And it just makes total sense that like he just does everything for the theatrics of it. Right, because he's had nothing but time. Like he's had, he's been laying about in a coffin, shoved in a coffin for a hundred years, and then he's set this whole thing up over the course of almost, you know, well, basically two months at this point, and he's just been lounging around in his mansion, gaining strength, gaining strength, getting more powerful from reading all those good books, <laughs> sucking all that blood through his fingers. There, yeah, that is, that's true. Um. And so it's, it makes sense to me that he would just literally be like, all right, is everything, is everything good? All right. Uh, is that like, he's going around arranging the, you know, the furniture just so, and doing all these last minute touches to make sure that everything's perfect for when they show up. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, he can feel their presence. Just like, like Joseph makes a comment. He's like, I can feel, you know, after they get out of the mansion, I guess in the next episode. So I'll save that for then. But you know, yeah. so they do a run. Like Joseph is like everybody fucking get out, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. Pork chop sandwiches. I haven't thought I haven't thought of that in a while. You're welcome. Um, and then while they're running away, Joseph says something about how it feels like an icicle's up his ass. Yes. Yeah. So apparently he's taken an icicle up the ass. Yeah, like he was very specific. The last time I can think about him being a snowy environment was 1938. In Switzerland. In Swiss? That was, a, that was a wild place and a wild time. So, so I'm wondering if Caesar was like, hey, Joseph, I mean, they did, this will feel real awesome. Didn't he literally, like, that was that was part of the shtick was him, like, hanging, dangling from the cliffside on an icicle, wasn't it? 
I don't remember. Pretty sure that was like one of the things. When uh, Card like ping pong balled himself <laughs> down in the crevasse. Yeah, and it was a very specific amount of time. And it's like, what? Okay, that doesn't make sense. Well, they were falling for like <laughs> 80 million years. Right. And, and it's like, like somebody should be dead by now. Yeah, it's like in real time. It's like is it, is the announcer's like. I guess three miles up. Like yeah. what's happening? The announcer's like five seconds later he hits the ground. It's like no, it felt more like twenty minutes. Yeah, that was definitely like the entire episode, yeah. my guy. Mm-hmm. Time passes weird in um in JoJo Land apparently. Yeah. Um and then I have Araki was like I gotta make Dio hurt people for the fuck of it so they know he's evil. I guess that was when he was. Uh, yeah. Plowing through through the sidewalk. Uh, yeah, it, like he commandeered the the car with the guy in it. Yeah, and he was just was, like he was like just wailing on the fucker, like get in the front seat. I'm gonna like rip your tooth out. Yeah, that's what it was. He like ripped the guy's tooth out just for the fuck of it. Right. Yeah, he fucked. He like which makes shit. my teeth hurt infinitely more. He like picks him up Thinking by about it. He like picks him up by his nose and throws him into the front seat. Because they were both in the backseat. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. just, like, grabs him by the bridge of his nose and, like, just... I thought he just shoved his fingers up his nose and, like, tossed him over. No, I think what, that's even worse. Because he, like, just, like, literally, like, shatters his entire nose and just shoves him. And the guy's just like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. I'm gonna die. Might as well take all these innocent bystanders with me. Yeah. What a true American. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. assuming because he was, like, a senator or something. Oh, yeah. I know sense. other countries have senators, but it was, like, Senator Phillips or something. Yeah. Very American. He's like, do you know who I am? Dio's like, I don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> Dio's like, you're going to be dead anyway. I don't give a fuck. Surely, because I've done good, you'll spare me. And Dio's like, no. No way. Big, big wall. You're dead. Big no. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this is, that's the word. This is all in episode 46. Um, is this episode 46? Or no, we're entering okay, 46. And then, and then, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, episode 46. 46, we get Kakin's little flashback. We get his little backstory. It's yeah. really cute. Yeah, and his little tiny tot. And, and apparently he has, he's had his stand his whole life, too. So him and Polnareff have had their stands their whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's talking about how he didn't fit in with anybody because nobody else. He had an him. imaginary friend. Yeah, nobody believed him. Yeah. This is where he sacrifices himself. Well, yeah. Kind of. What does this note mean? Cac did a Joseph with tying up Dio with Hierophant Green. Oh, with the um, yeah, with this, like the, the string. Yeah. That he did in part two. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, it was the same same kind of thing. I mean, it was pretty genius. Like, and I feel like Dio was like he would have been screwed if if he didn't have that exact ability. Like, oh yeah, the world absolutely. Feels like a friggin' cheat in retrospect. A lot of the villains' stands feel like cheats. Which I think mm-hmm. makes it so much more satisfying whenever they get beaten. Yeah. I mean, that's like... But keep kinda... in mind, this is, like, aside from being, like, a super-powered vampire in part one, this is, like, the first time we encounter, like, the, the villain has, like, a stand, you know? So, yeah, it's gonna feel like a cheat. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, like, another thing with Shonen stuff is, like, that indomitable force, and you still somehow have to rally up and yeah i remember that from my hero like that was just very recurring theme yeah yeah my hero dragon ball i mean like dragon ball is like the worst of them all we're like absolutely you're a hundred thousand times stronger than me i'll just i'll get mad enough that yeah oops now i can beat your butt oops (laughs) so but yeah um but yeah like so he almost i feel like he almost pulls it off and it's like really amazing and intelligent uh idea 
And unfortunately, because Dio is Dio. But it did help Kakuin figure out what Dio Stan does. Right. Because he's like, there's no fucking way. All that, I guess, webbing of Hierophant Green. Yeah. Like, like, he said what, it was like a 20 meter radius. I thought he said like 200 meters. Well, it was. No, it was not 200 meters. That's 600 feet, dude. Okay, dude. <laughs> Well, I'm just trying to think, like, visually, like, what it looked like. It was, like. like, 20 meters. He said it was, like, a 20-meter radius. All right, that's still pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And it was completely... He was completely webbed in, and there's no way he could have moved a, a meter in any direction with the way Kakuin had set it up. Right. Without running into Hierophant Green. So the fact that he, like, utterly destroys it in literally less than the blink of an eye, because he can stop time before you blink. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, like... And then you get, this is where you finally really see, like, how much he's toy. He's still, like, toying with them at this point. Like, kind of, yeah. Because he just, like, casually goes. Well, because he knew, he knew, yeah, well, he knew that um, they were trying to create, like, a pincer attack where Kakuin and Joseph were taking him from the front and Polnareff and, and Jute were going to come up from the back. Mm-hmm. Um, this scene kind of reminded me of Caesar. Mm-hmm. Like, because... Yeah. I mean, Caesar literally sacrificed himself for Joseph in order to pass on his hymn the way his great-grandfather did with Jonathan. Yeah. But Kakuin, he didn't mean to sacrifice himself. It was just the byproduct of him trying to figure out what Dio's stand was. Yeah, but I mean, I can kind of see that that also works with the whole Caesar analogy because, I mean, it's even maybe worse because for both times, Joseph was, like, just yeah. not quite in time to help. You know what I mean? Slash like, couldn't. Right, yeah, couldn't slash, like, just, just missed. And he had both. With Caesar, he didn't see it happen, but I right. guess he didn't really see it happen with... He did not see it happen. Kakuin either. He saw Kakuin all of a sudden just go flying backwards. Right. And hit the water tower thing. Yeah. With a, a big hole in his middle. G- gaping hole. Yeah. So. But. I don't know. Like Kakuin's whole. Like I thought it was so shitty. That we get like his little backstory. And it was so sad how he was so lonely as a child. And like he didn't feel like he was part of anything. Um, meaningful until he met you know, Joseph and, and Jotaro and everybody. And after he got his flesh, flesh butt extracted, mm. um, you know, he didn't feel like he was part of anything meaningful and it was just like really, really sad. And then he's dead. Right. That kind of, I mean, we haven't gotten to part five obviously yet, but like just kind of reminded me of some of the, some of the way that they handled backstory in part five. Yeah. Which makes I guess. It, I feel like they did a better job in part five of pacing of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and it felt more natural unless like, oops, this guy's literally gonna die this episode. But I guess we better squeeze in some some backstory. Yeah, but I mean that's Araki's fault. It's not the animator's fault. I know. But I mean he you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but after that happens, uh and the way Joseph like says Kakuin's name like really reminded me of him like coming up finding Caesar. Yeah. Um and then um, Haman. Yeah, seems... apparently Haman doesn't work on Dio anymore because he's too powerful. Well, it doesn't. It seems like it seemingly has no effect on him as an offensive weapon, but it's still functional as a defense. Yes. Like a last, like because he he actually like you know rallies together the three rocks in his head. Yeah. And comes up with the idea that if he coats his entire body in his Haman, which surprise, surprise, like he can still. 
Yeah. Independently manipulated, because remember we were talking no, about... No, he it. wraps himself in the hermit purple vines, which are oh, charged with Hemon. Yeah, so it's actually both. Yeah. It's a whole fucking weird thing. Yeah, but, you know, uh, suddenly Spider-Joseph. Right. Yeah, because, like... Well, oh, my God. There's so many of these stupid things. Like, this would have saved so much time, and, like, they could have... I feel like they could have accomplished so much more earlier in, like, from the, the final portion of this where they're, like, desperately trying to find and track the mansion. down the mansion. Mm-hmm. Like, where was this ability to just web-slang through town? I mean, think about it. He couldn't do it in broad daylight um, because people would look up and just see a man literally flying through the air. But not I mean, holding on to anything. I mean, that's... But, like, swinging from building to building. Think about how fucking freaked out you would be. If you were in Cairo mm-hmm. and you just looked up all of a sudden and this dude was literally just swinging on some invisible shit. I mean, I, I hear you. But also think about if you were minding your own business in Cairo and any of the other shit that, you, that these guys, invisible stands, get up to causes. Like I mean, yeah, but stuff. they're also getting like physically wailed on for the most part. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, but like even like other parts of their adventure where like... I don't know. Some somebody's being held up or like thrown around, and it's like if you were a non-stand user onlooker, you'd be like, "What the what the fuck is happening? What am I looking at?" Yeah, I guess. But I mean, yeah, for like, yeah, I agree that seeing some old man, some old American dude cruising around like whatever would be pretty freaking freaky. Yeah, and then um. This episode ends with uh, Dio catching up to Joseph. Yeah, and killing him. Ish. Ish. Um, my last note for this episode was that, like, literally in all caps, I'm not going to yell it because microphones, but Caesar did not die, did not die, did not sacrifice himself in the last of his hamon for Joseph to get knifed by a dusty-ass vampire. It kind of feels like... So what the fuck is Joseph doing with his life? My hand will not stop. Yeah, you're really you're really going for I'm it. I'm like, man. I'm so mad. Because even though, like, this is our second time watching it, just watching that scene and having just watched Kakuin fucking eat shit after we lost Iggy and Abdal, and then... Poor Donut Kakuin. And then Joseph's just like, I'm an old man. And he literally just gets knifed. Right. That, that was... In the throat. Yeah. Just, or like, like just below the throat or it's something. Just, it's just one knife. Just one knife. That's all it takes. Right. And... But, hey, at least with this one, this is also... Like, how did his... How did his Hermit Purple... Fueled... Like, how did his Hamon fueled Hermit Purple... Not, not yeah, like not protect him in that instance. Like, how much of a fucking moron do you have to be? I I, I don't know. I mean, obviously with him, he's thoroughly a moron. Yeah, but but it sets us up for your um for your favorite scene of all time. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, this is the again quite possibly the most memed uh thing from this entire series is uh the oh you're approaching me. Yeah, I, I need to get closer to you so I can beat the shit out of you. It's just uh, it, it, like it, it never it never ceases to get me hyped up to watch some ass beating. It's just so good. Right, I can't I and, can't whoop your ass if I don't move closer to you. Yeah, and it's like, just like 
Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that this is one of those scenes that for me really cements just how much more I enjoyed the Japanese uh, reading. Like I'd rather, I just I don't know. Like it just comes across so much better. I'm wondering if American voice actors watch the footage that they're supposed to be voicing, right? Mm-hmm. And with characters like JoJo and even like Vegeta and Goku, sometimes Goku, unless he's eating, like there's not a lot of facial expression change. So I'm wondering if they're just like, oh, I need to sound like this. And then I'm very disenchanted and very d- disillusioned with life in general and have almost no fluctuation in my speaking voice despite the fact that I'm supposed to be threatening to beat someone's ass right now. Probably. Um, and I know a lot of them do like a shit ton of reads like every day for different shows and stuff. And it's yeah. just kind of like a, eh. Even like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're passionate about it, but like. I know. And we so talked much. about voice acting a lot with Ortiz. So I'll yeah. just like kind of just leave that alone. But can we talk about how like actually like real fucking smart that Jojo is in this episode slash in general in life? Because it's become very clear that he is observant. He is He's, he makes an assessment. <laughs> Make an assessment. <laughs> you love me. Um, he is astute. Yes. And just very, like, he just soaks up information. And he seems to know what to do in a pinch. He's like a tactician. Like, yes. Like, for real. Like a, like a battlefield tactician where, like, if anything changes on a drop, you know, the drop of a dime, he can... You know, go with Change it. course. Yeah, because this, yeah. this is episode 47. Yeah. The very beginning of it. Yeah. Um, and so the whole putting a magnet on Dio's sleeve as a misdirect, who fucking thinks of that stuff? I, I don't know. I didn't even, I don't even think I really, like, saw the scope of that the first time I watched it. I didn't either. Because, like, this is where, this is where he is still unable to actually move at all while he's under the effects of the world. And in order to trick Dio into thinking that, well, he's like, he tricks Dio not only into thinking it, but he tricks Dio into like overthinking it. He's like, he, and he tricks Dio into chasing him. Right. Because the whole thing is he sticks the, he, he sticks a magnet, one on his sleeve and one on Dio. And anytime he gets close enough to him, even when he's stopped, like the magnet twitches his hand, just like just a tiny amount. So Dio's like, is this guy actually able to, to move? Can he see me? Like, is this all a ruse? Like, what's going on? Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm speculating that Kujo Jotaro became a doctor. Like, God is doctor just for the fucking lols. Right. Because he could. Yeah. But, like, I mean, he's just, like, yeah, effortlessly intelligent. And it's just, it's funny because we were, like, He's not really a delinquent in any way, but with his general, like... Dislike for people. Yeah, he's got a dislike for people, which definitely doesn't, like, his attitude definitely doesn't fit into the social construct of Japan. Yeah. And all. this is kind of what why I thought that maybe JoJo was on the autism spectrum, like, yeah. initially, when I was all like, oh, you know, he, he really hates, like, loud people, like, women in general. Well, not in general, specifically, like, loud women. Um, yeah. And he hates crowds, and he he just doesn't like people in general. Mm -hmm. And, like, really just wants to be left alone so he can go read a fucking book. But then, like, someone was like, well, he also doesn't like the attention from people because his father's so famous that he just assumes that they're only going to be asking about his dad. And that's all they want to talk about. 
Tomato, tomato. Maybe. I mean, that's interesting because, like, we're still not sure at what point did he go from at least wanting to pose for pictures with his mom, or at least, like, humoring her, to literally, like, get, you know, get the fuck out of my face kind of deal. Like, something must have, something must have happened. He maybe, hit puberty. Maybe it was his father. Like, maybe something happened because we never see him, like, ever at all. Yeah. So then I have, quote, fetch my leg, unquote. Yes. Yeah, this is, um... Who's fetching whose leg? Someone's fetching Dio's leg. The the jeweler, the, the jewelry shop woman. Yes. So um, after JoJo tricks Dio, he gets discombobulated in a jewelry store and tells the woman, no, was it a woman or a man? Here's a woman. Tells the shopkeep yeah. to fetch his leg, and all I could think was, take my hand. Take my hand. Daniel, take my hand. Take my hand. But, like, yeah, so and I feel like this kind of falls under the, the general umbrella because I wrote down that Dio's monologues are just so freaking good. They're so extra. Yeah, because, like... We talked about this last episode where he speaks in third person. He speaks like he did 100 fucking years ago because he has to be extra. Right. And this is, like, he calls uh, he calls their, their group Joseph's Egyptian tour group. Oh, he did? Yeah. I thought you did. No, Dio... Dio literally that's what it that's what it translated as on the screen. <laughs> Joseph's Egyptian tour group. Like he says that he says that to Jotaro as they're like, you know, right right as they're getting ass kicks. Like and that was right before Oh my um, god, that's I think that was so right good. before he gets fucked up and ends up in front of a friggin' jewelry shop without a leg. But, that's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um that's right because Dio Dio powered up when he knifed Joseph. Yeah. He powered up because he drinks. He like sucked Joseph dry. Yeah, he turns it into a fucking beef jerky. I like my phrasing better. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. homoerotic. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, but no, like literally, he he like drinks all his blood basically and turns him into a mummy. Yeah. Um, and so he the reason like his fucking leg like plops off and he just like reattaches it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry like, about it. Like he attached his own head to a to a different body. Right. So why is Which it so difficult? He had to So if we think about that for a moment, he had to saw Jonathan's head off of his body. Yes. And then attach his own head to it with his little weird tentacle thingies. Yeah. Did he like bite his head off? How long I don't know. How long did that take? And he had a hundred years. He did have a hundred years. He can do a lot of hundred years. And he couldn't exsanguinate Jonathan because he needed like the blood that was in his body to yeah. Be there to sustain him. Yeah. They didn't have any extra blood. So after a certain amount of time, Dio slash Jonathan, mm-hmm. Dio head on Jonathan body, mm-hmm. is sitting there in a coffin, the bottom of the ocean ish, probably. In, in the in the secret compartment in. In the secret compartment, and Jonathan's head is just hanging out. So I'm assuming Jonathan's. What if he made out? Ugh. I mean, probably. Dio's. What if Dio was like, oh, I don't want to get into this. This is so gross. Gross and macabre. Yeah. Because eventually he just literally would have been a skull. He probably ate his face. Yeah. Yeah. Yuck. (laughs) Because I mean, he didn't even need to. He just did it out of spite. Was this a watertight coffin? Apparently. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't really any... Cause there I mean, Aaron a... floated in it for a hot second. True. So, they're at the bottom of the ocean. They're... I like how I like how whoever found Erna 
with um, the baby, with Lisa Lisa, was like, nah, we got you, fam. Just leave the coffin. <laughs> Don't bring the coffin on board. A, a reasonable and... Let the coffin just go. And healthy. She's like, but my dead husband's in the bottom of it. It's fine. Just let it go. They're like, we don't do that. Yeah. So somebody, so she climbed out of the coffin. Somebody closed it up and locked it. And then it sank. And then it sank. But like, yeah. So like he probably like, so being at the bottom of the ocean, if it's airtight, probably not a lot of decay, I guess. So his head probably would have, his nasty detached head would have probably been not super gross for a a while. while. Chinks, you owe me a Coke. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right, all right just make sure it's not cold because my tooth hurts yeah. But, um yeah, it's nasty all right so anyway back to the topic at hand uh still on episode 47 um jojo then gets knifed mm-hmm. like to helen back with like but star platinum does do a really good job of like punching them away with the exception of a handful which just happened to all land like in his upper chest area yeah and or head well no the, the head one's a lot yeah time. one of them goes into the his his hat i'm saying his hat um and then turns out like jojo had stuffed his shirt with magazines like uh, that's like the most because somehow he knew that dio was gonna chuck a bunch of knives at him well i mean that's like that's a very like shonen delinquent thing that's like a do you think he just went around cairo like and just like shoplifted a bunch of magazines like on his way to find dio he's he's like these might come in handy they're all like you know those like wanted car like the car things like where they're just they're like like, thick ass magazines like they they're like they're like your fucking shonen jump thick magazines so he probably just stole a bunch of them that's what i'm saying like he probably like was walking around with polnareff like trying to come up on the back side of things (laughs) 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 fucking like just jacked a bunch of magazines probably but i do i do appreciate that you were like what the hell did he do and i was like i've seen this in a, in a, in a manga before i've seen it done before like that's a thing like you just be like oh stuff your shirt it's like some, so it it's like some fucking jedi trick like right. i've seen it done before but only one other time I've seen it a he bunch pulled of it off that foam is literally about to fall by the way it's fine it keeps doing a little shimmy this way <laughs> it don't bite um so he gets knifed to hell and back Yep. And, and then, yeah, he has to play dead. So he has Star Platinum grab hold of his heart and stop it from beating. Yeah. And then, so then we started talking and giggling about, like, what if later on JoJo just, like, fucking decides to prank somebody by doing this shit? Um, just, yeah. like, literally on the verge of death. And, like, someone is just freaking out, like, what the fuck? Like, can't see his stand. Uh, he's dead. Yeah. Like, he's basically, like, he doesn't he, have a heartbeat. Like, he do a die. Yeah. Jeez. And then he just, like, sits up and he's like, ta-da. Oh, uh, gotcha. JoJo's new party trick. Yeah. Fuck the cigarettes in the mouth trick. Ugh. He's got, he's got a new party trick where he'll stop his own fucking heart from beating. That cigarette party trick is fucking gnarly. Like, I really <laughs> hope that's not, like, a thing that delinquents do actually do. I've like, seen it done. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. It gives me anxiety thinking about it. Um, and then I have the quote. 
Oh, because so then seats taken. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. then Dio tries to run for the sewers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. crawl. He yeah. tries to crawl to the sewers after Jojo like pops up and is like, "Think." It beats his ass. And then like turns out. Jojo's already in the sewers. Yeah. Slate's taken. <laughs> He's like, yeah, because Dio's like, if, if only I can get there. If I can get there, I'll make it in time. And then yeah. he pries open the fucking sewer lab thing, and he just like, jo- Jojo's just down there, glowing, you know, yeah. like, full of power. Like, yeah, like, just, yeah. He's yeah. like, no, 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 nothing, not in my house. Not in my sewer house. Yeah, yeah I just love that. I think, I can't remember if I said it or if you said it, but she's like, Slate's Tyke. And I think you did. Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now this brings us to the last episode, episode 48. Mm-hmm. Self-titled Dio Has a Drink. Yeah. <laughs> just one last one for the road. Yeah, road, road soda. Yeah. And he becomes even more purple. Yeah, and I wrote, which foppish undead vampire do you prefer? Because I prefer... The OG one. I don't like his, like, weird short hair. Oh, yeah, because his hair gets, like, spikier. Yeah, it's like it's like a Dragon Ball Super Saiyan look. And his, his, like, clothes go from, like, yellow to, like, orange. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And I think he go he either goes from purple lipstick to green or green to purple. I'm not sure, but either way. I think it's, I think it's green. I think it was purple. He acquires green. Yeah. Lipstick. I don't actually know. He wasn't wearing lipstick because I'm thinking about all the fucking TikToks where he says like, oh, you're approaching me and he's not wearing lipstick. Mm, So he gets green lipstick, orange um, pants, chaps, chaps. (laughs) They're not pants. Yeah. This is the outfit that like fully exposes his crotch. Yeah. Yeah. So also, yeah. So Dio drinks Joestar blood and gains lipstick, question mark, and loses a jacket. Yeah. You get the lipstick, you lose the jacket. Yeah. It's, it's like not, one of those... It's not Blink-182's no. album. It's like one of those fashion montages from the early 90s the movies where, like, you know, goes goes and gets a whole fresh new look. Right. With their best friend. Yeah, but only after drinking blood. Right. Um, so you brought up an interesting point with... Because this is, you know, this is where they start going at it hard and heavy with their actual physical stands. And you were like, wow, Crazy Diamond which is from a future thing. Uh, you can say it's from part four. Yeah, from part four. It's not a spoiler. Okay. So you were saying that the similarities between Crazy Diamond from part four and the world are, are uncanny. Are uncanny. And I was like, kind of, but then, you, you know. You I it did it. I did it. I Googled yeah. it. I yeah. showed you. And they got, They're almost the exact fucking yeah, same. They have similar outfits. Like, their head design is very similar. Like, faces are very similar. They, got, they both got a ton of cake. Yeah. Um, I mean, what else is there really? That's pretty much it. I mean, the colors are different, but really, like, the whole, like, helmeted face. Obviously, Crazy Diamond's uh, head thing is, like, heart-shaped, and the world is more, like, a square or a diamond. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but they, they both have, like, hearts on them. Um, I think one major difference is Crazy Diamond has, like, spikes on his shoulder, at least one shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if the world does, but I mean, like... No, I think they both have. They, yeah, I was like, yeah, they, they literally, both have spiky shoulders too. Yeah, they're. It's the fuck. It's the same thing. Right. Different color. Imagine if Dio knew about Josuke, because mm. Josuke was alive when all this was happening, and he was just like, "Nah, I think I'm just gonna go to Japan and like kill this baby." Because yeah, that's that's a Dio thing to do. Right. Because yeah. he got the same stand as me, and I'm mad about it. Right. That's how petty he fucking is. Yeah. 
Um, and then the, the ooh, the I just thought of something for four for part four or five for part three. Oh, okay. What? Slash four. What if? Okay, so when they kill Dio, mm-hmm. which happens in this episode, it's not a spoiler. It's the end of the season. <laughs> That's it. Josuke gets sick the same way Holly does. Like yes. this is this is brought up in like the first episode of part four. Basically, Josuke's like given his entire backstory by Jotaro, who's like, I know your whole fucking history. Yeah. This is what happened when you, were, when you were little. You were sick for approximately 50 days. It's because this guy named Dio, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Or it happens like the first two episodes because I think Angelo says Dio. So Jotaro's like, oh, fuck, I need to tell this kid like who the fuck yeah, Dio was. Too. Yeah. So, so the world and Crazy Diamond look insanely similar. And Josuke would not have been well enough for his stand to manifest until after Dio died. What if? Hmm. If that was like literally he miraculously got well in the hospital the same day that they finally offed him? Well, no, he would have. Yes, that's the whole point. Yeah. But I'm saying like the stands. Like the world is... Dio's soul manifestation, blah blah blah. But yeah. Dio's dead. Right. So what if that like same stand? Oh, like a stand reincarnation? Thing? Kind of. Oh, is that a fucking thing? I don't know. I'm like conjecturing right now. Like oh, my yes. brain just went like, okay, so Dio died and Josuke gained a stand because he got better and was able to mentally withstand the whole process or whatever. Like he wasn't mentally weak. Right. After Dio was offed. I mean, I... I'm not saying the world is Crazy Diamond or Crazy Diamond is the world. Obviously, they are completely different stands, but they look so similar that what if that design just, like, somehow, like, popped up? I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's an interesting... But because Josuke is, like, a good guy. Right. So it's, like, it's, like, the... The... Uh, like entangled cosmic whiplash of like the opposite, like the extreme opposite of what the world represented. Why do only villains get to control time? Well, I take that back. That's patently false at this point because Jojo, Jojo Star Platinum can like also obtains like the world's ability. Yeah. Which I thought like uh, my conjecture on that was that it's because he's basically the only reason Dio even has the world is because he hijacked um, Jonathan's, Jonathan's body. body. And that's and like, so really the world and that manipulative... Belongs to the Joe stars. Yeah. But so, at this point, well, no, because he didn't obtain the stand before Jonathan's body was fully his. So you do have a point. Yeah. You so, have a very good point. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like convinced that that's maybe what's you know, what's going on with that. And then that makes sense for, I mean, that's, you know, that was like, my thought with that was like, how the hell does, um, does Jotaro just grab, you know, level up his stand. And it's like, well, actually because of his bloodline. The bloodline. That makes, all all the time. That makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, we've seen other people who level up their stands progressively. Um, We've seen a, a handful of people who level up their stands progressively as the as the series progresses, and yeah, it's not that far fetched to think that like JoJo wouldn't have known that he had this capability until he needed it, yeah. needed to wield it against Dio. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I saw this really ridiculous meme. It's like a two panel comic 
with Jotaro and Starfly Adam sitting there and Jutes isn't really looking at him. And then he turns around and like Starfly Adam has like 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 they look like just like fake like cat ears on his head. Oh boy. And he's with this stupid smirk on his face and Jotaro like turns around and is like, wait, where the hell? When did you get those? And it's like the, the caption of it's like when when your stand magically gains a new power. <laughs> he's like, wait, he's like, no, no. Where the hell did you get those? No. And like that's the whole thing. It's just like and start flat and it's like, like shrug. I don't know. Like shrug smirk. Yeah. It's like looks ridiculous. They're like bright pink cat that's, ears. That's awesome. Yeah. Um yeah, so oh boy, that went down a road. Mm-hmm. Um let's close this out with some final notes that um Speedwagon Foundation, they're all idiots. One other thing, I guess they're like, yeah, Dio's definitely dead, mm. and that's the end of him, mm. or whatever. So, How does this stuff align with future events? And no, hate to break it to you, but we know... Dio fucked? Dio fucked. Right. But when? <laughs> when did Dio fuck? Yeah. When did he find time to fuck stuck at the bottom of the ocean? No, it was after he was pulled up. Right, but like... Otherwise, That's why the years and the time between this and part five. Listen, I know that. <laughs> Stop. So Giorno is 15 in part five. Yes. And spoiler alert, that's Dio's kid. Yeah. We find out like immediately. So it's not that big of a spoiler. And that takes place in 2001. It takes place in 2001. I turned 15 in 2001. So that means that he was born in 86. Yes. And Dio was dragged up in 86. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so when did he find the time? They, they probably found that coffin. I don't even think it was the bottom of the Atlantic. Like, I'm pretty sure it was somewhere between the Mediterranean and the Atlantic because Erna's ship went down. Didn't it go down, like, near the Canary Islands or some shit, like, off the coast of Africa? Yeah, so you're saying that in the hundred years it basically drifted up into friggin' Mediterranean. Well, no, it could it could have been situated somewhere like not that far from shore, where fishermen would have you know feasibly dragged it up. Where did we have? There's a scene at the very beginning of part three that shows those idiots and their their fishing boat. Yeah, like they all die or go mm-hmm. missing. It doesn't say where they are. Yeah. Because that's like the missing piece, I guess. They actually... there, it doesn't matter. I don't think it matters. You're thinking too hard about this. It's like, well, where was Dio in the world? It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Because a... Dio woke up, got pulled out of that fucking coffin, fuck off plane, sucked some fucking fisherman dry. Again, hee hee hoo hoo. Uh, but like in an evil way. Oh, hee hee hoo hoo. Yeah. Um, and then... He he literally could get anywhere in the world. I mean, he started building his fucking army of henchmen like almost immediately, but he probably popped into Italy, found some random woman, was like, you, on this dick, now. I feel like he's got it. He probably was just like, I need to see if this works. Because otherwise I feel like he's like, going to have a lot of kids all over the place. Can't just be one. Because Dio fucks. Well, no. I mean, he killed most of the people he so maybe, brought into his mansion. Maybe this one like arbitrarily like survived like some yeah, other way. Maybe she ran away. Right. Or maybe he just didn't feel like killing someone initially. He just was like, I need to see if this dick works. That does seem up his alley. Because he's like, you know, vain. And yeah. Like, you know. He's like, if I'm going to have this body for the rest of eternity, 
This dick better work. Gotta try it out. Gotta at least see. Yeah, like, take it for a test drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's just shitty enough to where, yeah, that was, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess that makes sense. I'm just like, my, my original thought was He like, just probably picked like the most super fertile fucking woman in goddamn wherever fucking Jorno's from. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Naples? No, he's in Naples. He's not from Naples. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. So. Uh, way off topic. But yeah. So I think you just really overthink the fact that Dio found a random woman uh-huh. who... Oh, she was actually Japanese. Hmm. Visiting Italy. Gotta be. So he was probably like, she looks lost. (laughs) Want to see if this dick works? Yeah, probably, unfortunately. And knowing, like, the internet, like, it's not surprising that she would have been like, yeah. Yes, please. Right. So I get you, but I will remind you that we are doing an entire podcast and have done how many episodes? So when you tell me... 39. So when you're like, I think you might be overthinking this a little bit. <laughs> the entirety of what we're doing right now. I know, but you're like, well, where did he sink? Where did they find him? I'm like, that's a moot point. Doesn't fucking matter. It's like, it's like the- Dude went to Italy, found some fucking Japanese woman who probably looked hella lost and was like, get on this dick. And she was like, yeah, right. Okay. You're hot. Cool. It's like, I'm doing like the Pepe Sylvia meme. Especially if he was like, board. he was like, you lady, I need to see if I, Dio, have a working dick. Como Dio Yeah. Como Dio dick. <laughs> Possibly you. Exactly. And yeah. it did. And then we got part five. How would sperm have lived a hundred years? That's a whole other thing. Because it's like, is he dead? Is he undead? Is he re-dead? Like, it's, what, what kind of... What, what, <laughs> no, what, I'm overthinking it. What canon of vampire are we talking about here? And that's why this, this kind of shit right here is why I get so fucking, like tickled when people are like i hate fan fiction because i'm like what do you think manga is right like what do you think I mean, manga is do, doujinshis are yes like, just literally like i like that other thing so much that i decided to for free usually draw yeah. this whole other thing exactly <clears throat> that's literally the whole thing yeah but like there's so much there's so many plot holes and it's just like, it's just, if you have a, an imagination at all, you just see these and you're like, I'm going to just fucking make it up as I go. Yeah. Plot holes are like someone dropping a wallet at a fair and you're like, Ooh, what's this? Yeah. And you take all the money out and then like <laughs> return it with an ID Yeah. and maybe a credit card. Yeah. Like you leave like a five in there. Just, a fiver. Yeah. And a credit card. Take, take the other 10 credit cards, leave the ID. <laughs> <laughs> dropping a post office box somewhere that's literally writing fan fiction yeah all right well that brings us to part four diamond is unbreakable yeah starring baby boy josuke um, so if you made it this far in our podcast congratulations hmm. you went on the stardust crusader journey with us i'm still fucking salty that this did not involve actual like space travel, space travel. i was so fucking ready for that dude do you remember when we first watched it yeah. I was like, okay, shit's gonna get weird. I'm ready. I mean, it did, but not that way. It got Terra weird, not astrologically weird. So. All right, everybody. It is time to wrap this up. Time it's been real. Ahead. It's been fun. Get out of my brain. I didn't say that out loud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Liz. I'm not Liz. And this was the end of part three Stardust Crusaders on Otaku. Yeah. Thanks for listening.